Hey everybody, I just wanted to let you know you can follow me on Twitter at Still Podcast or on Instagram at Still Waiting underscore podcast. Or if you want to be featured on the show, maybe you want to leave a voice message, ask me a question, uh, give me a topic to talk about, you can go ahead and go to anchor.fm forward slash Ernie, E R N I E dash. Cornejo, C-O-R-N-E-J-O, or if you don't want to enter that address at all, you can just go to anchor.fm and look up Still Waiting Podcast. Enjoy the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Still Waiting Podcast. I'm your host, Ernie C., and back at you again with another weird week, weird fucking week. Like, I never really know what to talk about on this podcast anymore, honestly. Like, there's so much shit going on in the world and even in my own life. And it's like, I can never really sum it all up throughout the week until I approach Friday. Like, Friday happens, and then all of a sudden I, I get bombarded with shit. Then Saturday, same thing. And then sometimes even on Sunday, today. But, like I said, like, the only thing I can really think about to talk about... Well, I have a lot I need to talk about, actually. Well, kind of. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I don't even know. Like, I don't have notes today. And you're going to probably hear it when this comes out. I don't have anything... Like, I didn't write anything down. But... Uh, let's see here for starters. Oh, well, yeah, I want to talk about this because the world is becoming a world or it's become, it's becoming a world. It's becoming a fucking wild ride. Like it's becoming insane to live in this world anymore. Like it's just, it's, it's unreal. Like how much shit, like the shit that's going on in the world and People can only focus on how they feel, like if they're a boy or a girl. And nowadays, and I, I heard this story earlier this week, there's uh, two kids out of Silverton, I think high school. I, I think it's Silverton. They, One of them identifies as a cat, and one of them identifies as a dog. And they do not, the only way they talk is by barking and meowing. And so the the school caters to this shit now that uh, like uh I think for the cat person they put a litter box in the bathroom. And for the dog, I don't know what they do for the dog kid if they let him go shit outside or pee on branches or trees or uh you know if they if he gets an answer wrong, do they hit him on the nose with a newspaper or do they put a shot collar on him? I don't know, like, it's driving me so insane hearing these stories, especially when they're so close to home. Like, Silverton's only, like, 20 miles from where I live, and it's just like, my goodness, like, the the things we are teaching these kids anymore, it's just to, that they're trying so hard, trying so hard to be unique, and it's just like, no, just be a normal person, man. Like, we don't care about your sexuality, how you feel inside. Like, let's be realistic, people. If you get offended, like, if you get offended by what I'm about to say, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast and 
you really shouldn't be listening to anything or watching anything just because you're just going to get triggered. But (laughs) there's only two genders, people. And either you're a boy or a girl and you become a man or a woman. And even if you want to transition to a man or a woman, that's fine. That's on you. There's no judgments from me. That's just, that's you. But when you want to go as far as to say you're a cat or a dog, you need to be fucking euthanized. I'm just going to flat out say it. Like, we need to put down at least half the generation, like Gen Z's or what's the generation now after Gen Z? Um, I think there's still Gen Z right now in like high school and stuff, but you need to be put down and, oh, and, or seek psychological help, go see a counselor, see why you feel the need to identify with such a ridiculous thing as a cat or a dog. Pretty soon there's going to be lions in our schools. There's going to be bears, lions and tigers and bears, and it's not going to be the mascots. Um, this is just so stupid. Like when I, when I heard this story, I heard it from my coworker because a friend of our department who comes and visits us every day and, you know, likes to shoot the shit with us. I'm not going to name names, but he has a nephew out of Staten who, uh, got into some trouble regarding some trans kid. And now they're letting like trans kids use restrooms. Like, come on. Like, if you're going to cater to the, the, like, I get it. When you're at that age and especially in a high school age, you, you feel like you can make rational decisions and rational judgments, but you can't, I mean, come on, be your, let's be realistic people. I can't believe the school board's even like allowing this to happen. And this isn't any hate from me, but if you want to transition, like wait until you're 18, of course, that way you can, you know, do it legally. But in the meantime, just go with what you were born with. If you have a dick and balls, but you want to transition to something with tits, still use the men's restroom. Like, there's no shame. If you want to just go use the toilet in the men's bath- bathroom, just go pee in the toilet. Like, it's fine. Like, I'm sure they'd be okay with it. <laughs> or, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's so frustrating to to think about what's going on in the, like, in the world we live in, honestly. Because, like, I remember back when I was in high school, like, it was rare to see a gay guy. But, you know, there was a couple that stood out. And guess what? I mean, of course, there was, I guess we live in a different time. Like, we didn't fucking bully the kid for being gay or anything. That that was his choice. But, like, were we a little weirded out at the time? Of course, because we were. that's how we were raised to think like, okay, you know, that's a little weird, but you know, Hey, it's their thing. Um, but we didn't like go lynching anybody or hating them because they liked Dick or whatever. I don't know. It's just, (laughs) this, this podcast is going to be so fucking weird today. Like it's too much weird shit going on. Uh, but that was one thing I wanted to talk about. It's just when I heard about the cat and dog person out of Silverton, I was just like, good Lord. Like, what is happening, God? Like, why are you raining down all this stuff on us? Like, I'm not going to talk to God, like, say, why are you raining all this shit on us? <laughs> why are you raining down? Like, 
it's got to be the works of the devil, honestly. God's just being like, God is just watching on the sideline, like thinking like, come on, man, like, you know the difference, like, you know, people want to sit there and think like God's like such, such a, like, like an asshole where he's like, oh man, like that, that person's going to hell, that person's going to hell. No, like people have the chance to like redeem themselves throughout their entire life. Like that trans person could redeem themselves in the end. You never know. I mean, it's just, it's wild. Like murderers can get away, like can murder people and be forgiven. Like the most horrible people can be forgiven. I I mean, I'm not, I'm trying to, I'm trying not to sound all preachy here and, you know, still waiting podcasts isn't known for, you know, throwing out Christian values. I say fucking shit all the time, but, um, it's just, it's just insanity. Like the world we live in, because if you, if you, if this shit was going down 20 years ago, like I'm pretty sure I'd be gay right now. I'd be, you know, living with like five other dudes, like plowing one, uh, every day, but I'm not. I'm glad I was born when I was born. Like, I was born, I I am a, a late, not a late, an early millennial. I, I was like one of the, what is it? Millennials are like in the late 30s to like late 20s or something like that. And then it's Gen Z. I don't know. Um, yeah, but I'm in the latter, like we're in the early stages of millennial, self-entitled, bullshit so like I didn't really adopt those morals where I felt like the world should be handed to me on a silver platter it's just then after like I want to say probably 30 and below is when the really entitled self-entitled people like came about um to feel like they need to be the world needs to cater to them they better you know call them their stupid pronouns and fucking uh, trans women should be allowed in the women's restroom and trans men should be allowed in the men's restroom. Like, no, like, just, just, I don't know. <laughs> it's going to sound like I'm a hate, a hate monger, and I'm really not. It just, that shit really weirded me out with the cat dog story. And I'm here, I am, like, going off on trans people. Or it sounds like I'm going off on trans people. Like, no, like, just... <laughs> I shouldn't even be putting out this episode, to be honest. I'm, it's been a weird fucking past couple days. Um, but yeah, just for starters, I guess I'll just, I'll just talk about the whole cat-dog person. But uh, in sadder news, uh, I'll go down my mental list here. On Friday, I was approaching the end of my work day, and then I got a message from my friend Casey about Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for the Foo Fighters, unfortunately passing away, which is really fucking sad. As soon as I saw that message from Casey, I hit up my Instagram feed, and all of a sudden, bam, like, Taylor Hawkins, drummer for for the Foo Fighters, passes away. And, like, everybody posted memories of either seeing Foo Fighters live or taking pictures with Taylor Hawkins. And, I mean, it's just been kind of a bummer weekend for, you know, rock again, it's it's unreal because like you looked at a guy like Taylor Hawkins, he just seemed like the like I never met the guy unfortunately. He's but he just seemed like the most pleasant dude to be around. Aside from Dave Grohl, like he was like Dave's secondhand man. Everybody knew who Dave was. Everybody knew who Taylor Hawkins was. Like 
to me, like, I've known, I've been a fan, not a fan, I've been a casual fan, I should say, of the Foo Fighters. Like, I, I had their first album when I was 10 or 11, because I was so in love with the song Monkey Wrench and My Hero and Everlong. I was so such a huge fan of just the singles. I don't think I even listened to that, to that entire album. I just listened to the singles because I was so in love with um, their sound. Or at least at least their singles, but you know I I've I've loved their stuff over the years like you know all my life. Uh, what's another one? Um, the Pretenders, uh, even the best of you. Even though the radio played the shit out of that song, uh, I was a big big fan of their stuff. Or not a big a big casual fan, <laughs> because I'm here. I am trying to make myself look good and say like, oh yeah, I'm I'm their number one fan. But no, like it's super sad because like. I'm seeing all these tributes now being uh, given to him. I mean, Under Oath, who's one of my, not they're not like my top 10, 20 favorite bands of metalcore, but uh, I, I've been a fan of Under Oath, and they actually recently posted a video of them performing My Hero Live in memory of uh, Taylor Hawkins, and it was beautiful. It was just seeing like Under Oath just fucking bust out those riffs and the drumming even sounded on point and Spencer, who's the singer of under oath did a killer vocal cover of, uh, my hero, uh, on that live show. So shout out to under oath for that. But like news, news, uh, are coming out. more news is coming out about what's what he was found with when he was found in his hotel room. Like, I guess, he had like 10 different drugs in his systems. I don't know. A toxicology report hasn't been given out obviously, but, um, sounded like he was hopped up on like heroin, cocaine, LSD, weed, pills, all this stuff, this cocktail of fucking drugs. And it's super sad because you think of like, like I said, he just seemed like the most pleasant and most happiest dude of the band. And I, you never know what's going on behind closed doors, though. He could be the most depressed guy. Look at Robin Williams, for instance. Like, we never expected him to kill himself the way he did. I think he hung himself, and we thought of him as just being a very, very happy dude you know, who loved making people smile and being very, very generous. And then he just goes and does that. Well, I guess the same could be same. Uh, the same could be said for Taylor Hawkins. So. I mean, rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. I, I love your stuff from what I've, everything I've heard over the years since I was a little kid. I remember always thinking, like, him and Dave Grohl, they look like they could be brothers. Like, back on, if you look at that Everlong, or watch that Everlong video, you would look at both of them because, like, they were, like, I think Taylor plays the girl in that video and Dave plays the, like, the jock. <laughs> it's like they fall in love. But, like, they look, they look like each other. They look like brothers. And, I don't know, I'm just, it's super sad to think about, like, a guy like Taylor Hawkins. And so, rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. Of course, I'm going to be, you know, off and on we'll be listening to more Foo Fighters stuff. I, I should really listen to that Color and Shape album again and listen to the whole album because, I mean, I missed out on a lot. I'm sure I missed out on a lot of gems on that album. Um but it's just super sad, especially being away from your family and being touring with the band. He he like left behind like three daughters and like I think he had a wife. Um 
It's just it's it's horrible. The, what would what would drive a guy to do a massive cocktail like that? I don't know. We we don't know what was going on in his brain. You don't know what's going on in anybody's brain. So just of course be nice to people, trans even or even if they're a cat and dog. Uh, even though I've said that we should euthanize a a, a generation, <laughs> like uh, we should really just be nicer to each other. That way we don't have to drive people to this kind of madness where they want to identify as a cat or a dog or, you know, take a million drugs to end it all. It's just like, it's, it's, it's so fucking weird. Um, but rest in peace again, Taylor Hawkins. Yeah, it's super sad. And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be going on a Foo Fighters binge. I'm sure. Uh, I actually already kind of have been on Spotify, just been re- playing, playing, of course, the classics. You can't fucking not play the classics. Um, but yeah. Um, in other news in my life, <laughs> um, yesterday, Saturday was uh, my brother-in-law's funeral and it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful ceremony. You know, I have a, I have a beef with Catholic funerals. Because they are very dragged out. <laughs> like, it's a lot of standing, sitting, standing, sitting. A lot of, um, what do you call them? Are they hymns? I don't know, just songs. And then prayers, of course. And then, you know, uh, eulogies. And, like, it's just a lot of memory shared, of course. And this one didn't drag out that, uh, that much, which I, I got to give them props. It was maybe an hour, and then we had a reception before we did the burial. Um, but it was nice to, you know, I, I'm glad there w- it wasn't an open casket because I don't think I could have handled seeing my brother-in-law like that because, like, when I was around him, I would always, him and I would always laugh. And I was just like, I, I just couldn't see him not there anymore as a shell of my brother-in-law. I couldn't, I couldn't look at that. Um, but my, my son, <laughs> my son is, uh, of course he's only five. So he, I was sitting alone in the church, him, his mom, him, and like her boyfriend were up in the front, you know, consoling my sister-in-law and, uh, they like, he would go back and forth. I'm just like, dude, just sit in one spot, just sit there. Like, I'm not leaving anywhere. Like I'll be here when we're done. <laughs> it's like he and he he didn't give a shit. You know he's five. He just like he he knows he's that what he's there for. It's just he doesn't have the attention span to just sit and like watch. He has to be like moving around. It's the uh, it's an ADHD it's an ADHD brain. I gotta say, but um, but when the ceremony was done, it was nice because you know everybody would kind of like go went towards the the reception room and, you know, started diving into the snacks and whatnot. But when I went out, I actually ended up running into a lot of my, um, ex-wife's family that I haven't seen since before our, our separation even. And it was good to catch up with her cousin who who's a pastor, um, her aunt, her aunts and uncles and, even like what was so funny though? What was hilarious? What it was, <laughs> it was so fucking funny because her cousin that's a pastor, 
he he came up and shook my hand, gave me a hug, and asked me how I was doing, checked in on me, and you know, I just told him, like, living and working the best I can, what I tell everybody whenever, like, they haven't seen me in forever. Um, but he told me he had seen my, my stand-up, and he thought it was really, really funny. I was like, oh, my God, I called your cousin a bitch in my stand-up. <laughs> I called my ex-wife a bitch. Um, and he just thought, he just said it was, he didn't bring anything like that up, but he just like laughed. He was like, dude, he's like, you got something there. Like, it was really, really funny. I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, I appreciate that. And of course he's asking like, do you ever run into any hecklers? I'm like, no, I don't know if I'll, if I'll ever be able to handle myself in that situation. But, um, then I, you know, went and, uh, hugged her aunts and, uh, Oh, that's right. <laughs> her cousin, her younger cousin, who was like a sister to my ex-wife, uh, she we introduced her to her husband, who was one of my best friends back in the day when I worked at Bedmart delivering mattresses. But like we introduced those two together, and they they got since got married, had two beautiful kids, and they're still together. And they they showed up. My best friend, who I haven't seen in years, showed up. So. Of course, the entire reception. Him and I are just fucking laughing, catching up, bringing, just reminiscing. Oh, man, I would love to have him on the podcast. You guys would see probably a different side of me with him around because seriously, like, he is such a fucking funny person. Like, if anybody should be doing stand-up, it's that guy. He is, he, he's a pothead, of course, but he, he's just one of the funniest potheads I've ever met in my life. <laughs> like, the shit we could say, like... Uh, <laughs> and now their son who I last saw was like only like five or six with a little afro is now like a fucking fourth grader I'm like dude what the hell happened and yeah his dad was telling me like yeah he's full of like the these nuts jokes it just cracked me up it was so good to catch up with him in in that family and I like him and I are supposed to go golfing soon and bullshit and it's going to be, it's going to be fun the, the next couple weeks because I mean, I'm going to love to just catch up with a lot of people. I caught up with a lot of people yesterday, but speaking of weird shit, this was, this made me laugh, but it was just like, it weirded me the fuck out at the same time because I go to uh, get my, get a cup of coffee and then I run into my ex-wife's boyfriend, and he's like, how's it going, Ernie? I'm like, oh, I'm all right, man. I'm just, you know, just working and living, like I just said. And he goes, well, dude, guess what? I'm like, what? He goes, uh, we watched your stand-up the other night, and I don't care what April says, <laughs> you're fucking funny. And I was just like, I started laughing. I was like, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. But in my head, I'm like, does that not weird you out? Like, again, like, you are a nice dude, but it doesn't, like, go through your brain like, man, like, my, my girlfriend was with that guy for over a decade. Like, I don't know. It's just, it, it must just be me and my insecurities. I think, like, that's where my, where my head goes to. If, like, if, like, I was dating a girl and, but she was, like, she was still a part of, her like ex-husband's life or ex-boyfriend's life and 
it's like, I don't know. Like, I, that's where my brain goes to. It's just like, eh, they were together for so long. It's weird. I'm not going to really introduce myself. I don't know. But he he's not me, I guess. He he has a good head on his shoulders. He seems like a good dude. But, you know, I do feel bad for him, you know, that he has to be with my ex-wife. <laughs> because, again, like, I'm, I call my ex-wife a bitch within the th- first 30 seconds of my stand-up. And it just... Like, dude, like I was thinking in my head, like, dude, I call your girlfriend a bitch. You're okay with that? <laughs> like, okay. Uh, but yeah, just, it weirded me the fuck out. It, but I was very, very appreciative. Like, honestly, like, a lot of her family apparently had seen my stand-up. And they were they were giving me a lot of uh, kudos. And even, like, speaking more of her family, I didn't get to see this guy yesterday, her other cousin, who's a Marine. He actually texted me, though, yesterday. Uh, uh, well, his wife texted me on Instagram and said that they're in Finland right now. And then she gave him my number, and he started hitting me up, telling me about my stand-up again. Like, what I'm saying to people is, go check out my stand-up. <laughs> it's on YouTube. My second time ever doing stand-up or whatever. I think that's what it's called. I always forget the name. But... <laughs> He was giving me props. I was like, dude, you're hilarious. It was so freaking funny. I'm like, dude, I call your cousin a bitch. <laughs> but, uh, and he was very, very protective of my ex-wife. You know, when we first started dating, he was like a young teenager. And he was like, don't you fuck with my cousin. I'm like, okay. like, But then, you know, we had a happy marriage for the longest time. And then it fell apart. I honestly thought he hated me. I honestly, I don't know what my ex-wife if my ex-wife like said anything to anybody to make me look bad, because that's what you feel like happens after a marriage or a divorce. After a divorce, you feel like I'm going to talk shit about her. She's going to talk shit about me. We'll see what happens. We'll see how, if it like spirals. I don't know. But <laughs> I honestly thought like, like I honestly thought the guy ghosted me for the longest time because I hadn't seen him on like Instagram for in forever. It felt like he like, I don't know, cut ties with me and no, he apparently just got rid of his social medias and and his ex or his ex-wife. His wife hits me up yesterday and says, like, yeah, they had a baby, they're in Finland, they've been traveling the world. Well, because of his job. And like, they're living life. And he told me that he's gonna come come back home in like August or September, and we're making plans to hang out then. And like, damn, like it's like I never got divorced. Aside from not being with my ex-wife, like her family still loves me and treats me the same. It's amazing. I love it. But um, I think what meant meant the most to me, aside like of, of course us coming together to celebrate Leo, uh, my brother-in-law, it was nice to hear you know kudos on something that I put out a couple months ago. Like I was just like, oh, like I can't believe people people are watching it. <laughs> like it made me feel good. Um, but yeah, just a lot of weird shit. Like a lot, of, like, like the, like what, what it felt like yesterday with the, all that stuff is like my ex-wife's family gatherings. Like whenever we went to like Christmas gatherings or Thanksgiving gatherings, like we were, we'd always go to like Toledo, Oregon, where one of her aunts and uncles lives and have like a blast with like a ton of family. And again, my best friend would be there with his wife and we would just be like, we'd go into the, yeah, what do you call the congregation? 
I don't know, the chapel. We'd go in there and I'd start busting out shit on the drums and like we'd have a lot of fun. Um But yeah, it was just amazing to catch up with a lot of people. And it's even better when I know my ex-wife's family doesn't hate me. <laughs> they don't I mean, I don't know what she said, if she's said anything. I'm sure she has. It's it's her. Um But it is what it is. The burial, on the other hand, didn't go so great because uh, when we got to the site, it, it's been a, it's a site, it's a cemetery where one of my grandmas was buried. My what would be brother was uh, buried there when when uh, yeah. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. I know I think I've said it recently to somebody, but it had my brother been around. Um, I wouldn't be here today. I know that that's what I was told as a kid. Like, if my dad and my mom had my brother, which they did. He was born prematurely, I think. But he he was only alive for like 10 minutes before he unfortunately passed away. But I guess had he lived, I wouldn't be around. Because I'm pretty sure my mom would have got her tubes tied or something like that. So, Yeah. I don't know, who knows, maybe there'd be a different version of me around. Um, It's weird to think, but yeah, anyway, we get to the the cemetery where where those two are buried, and like, I have my son with me, but of course, he's going a million miles an hour, His, his brain's just going crazy, and he knows why we're there, he knows who we're saying goodbye to for the time being, but he just can't handle himself. And it's not because he's overwhelmed with sadness or anything, even though I'm sure he was emotional about it. It's just his little brain, like, he just he just becomes so antsy. So my ex-wife just texted me, like, hey, can you take him? Like, because he's he was went off with her for a little bit, and she has to go chase down my sister-in-law's kids and kind of keep everybody together. Well, then she's like... Can you come take him? And he's just thrown a tantrum through one of the biggest, worst tantrums ever in my life. And unfortunately, I couldn't be there up up there with everybody to say goodbye to my brother-in-law. I had to, you know, tend to my child, of course. And it, it was it was embarrassing because I had to be I had to watch from afar. And it, it made me sad because it's just like, I just want to get out of here, get my kid home because he's driving me insane. <laughs> and I, I guess it is what it is. And I just, it, it just, that shit, that, it pisses me off so much. But it's just like, I have to repress it. I have to bury it because I know he's not trying to be like that. He just, he, he has a hard time expressing himself. And... I don't know, just, I don't know, (laughs) kids ultimately have way too much power, because I'm trying to do everything I can to not get my kid to turn into a cat or dog, and just try to be a good person in his life, and then you just, you deal with that shit, it's just like, sometimes you just become so overwhelmed, where you're like, I don't fucking care, like, do whatever you want, I'm gonna go bury my my face in a pillow, and just (laughs) scream, (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a very upsetting day yesterday. You know, I, I unfortunately didn't get to say 
officially say goodbye to my brother-in-law, which bummed me out. But other than that, I think everything went well. You know, I, I, I wish I could have been there to like console my sister-in-law and console a good chunk of uh, Leo's family because I do, I do love his daughter, especially his daughter. Her and I have always had a, a really strong bond. She was like, even though I haven't seen her in so long, she'll still come to me and like, give me like the, a nice big hug. And it's like, even though I hadn't seen her in like over a year. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, kind of a rough Saturday, but it had its moments of, of good shit. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Well, I was going to talk about offending my girlfriend, but I didn't want to get into the details on that. It was just, I actually, I think I officially offended my girlfriend the other night, and it was nice because she brushed it off within a couple minutes, but I think she she was legit like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, oh, come on. I'm just, I'm just being me. Let me be me. I want to, I want to laugh. And if it means like, just poking you a little bit, I don't care, like, it's just, I'm having fun, um, (laughs) I'm just, I I don't know, the world's turning, turning me into a really, a really big asshole, and I'm trying not to hurt people, I'm just having fun, let me get a drink real quick, oh boy, um, let's see here, what else did I want to talk about? Before I get into Angel's Corner, um, shoot, what the fuck, this is why, this is why I need notes, people, this is, um, this is, well, we are at 33 minutes, so, uh, um, no, maybe I'll talk about that some other time, we'll see. I'm going to take a quick break, break though, since, you know, I'm wasting time and trying to think. I'm going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll hit up Angel's Corner. And I am back. Uh, before I get into Angel's Corner, I remembered what I was going to say, what I was thinking about bringing up. And yes, this Friday is April 1st, which means it's the first Friday I did reach out to the booker because I did not see on their website anything about this, the first Friday open mic. But I plan on hitting the stage if he gets to me. I'm hoping to hear from him sometime this week. Uh, but go to pnw.com, pnwcomedy.com uh, to either get tickets, see if there is a first Friday open mic. And if there is, I will be there. So you will see me on the stage if. You don't want to see me on the stage, but want to check out my stuff, go to YouTube and check out my first time or my second time doing stand-up comedy ever. Um, but yes, I plan on hitting the stage and working out my material again, working because it's been two months since I've hit the stage and I am just craving it. I want to get back out there. I want to do another open mic. I want to hear people laugh. I want to make people laugh. I want to say stupid shit, uh, but it's going to be the same old material that you've heard, maybe just worked out differently. Um, but yeah, that's that. 
And now that we got that out of the way, let's get into Angel's Corner. Angel Bond Willows. Bond Willows. Uh, hits me up with questions, articles, uh, advice. He hits me up, but I, gosh, I don't know how many times I have to say this. I have people listening, kind of. Share the podcast. Help this guy out. So he doesn't have to ask me all the questions. And once I start getting hit up from different people, I will let this guy know. So he doesn't have to, uh go mentally insane trying to think of shit for me to talk about. But I appreciate him. Otherwise, like, I love him to death for helping me out. He didn't have to do this. He started doing this within, like, three episodes. I don't remember, three or four episodes in. He just started bombarding me with questions, and I've loved him every week for it. It helps me out tremendously to make the show an hour. Um, But you guys can help out, too. You guys can share this podcast or if you need advice or if you have any curious questions about me or what my outlook on shit help him out you can reach me on my socials my snapchat um if i haven't given my snapchat out i'll I'll give it out right now it's earn easy i think with four e's e-r-n-e-e-e-e-z-y um otherwise just look up ernesto cornejo he'll find me um, but let's get into Angel's questions. Oof. Oh, boy. Yep, he hit me up again. Uh, let's see here. Ah, I'll take $1 billion to face Jake. Mike Tyson would demand a big fee to fight YouTuber because he has no money? Would you order this pay-per-view if it happened? That's what Angel's curious about. Um... Mike Tyson has money. Come on. That that is a bullshit article. Mike Tyson has a weed farm. You don't think people are buying weed for Mike Tyson? Of course they are. They're even buying weed gummies shaped like ears. We talked about this last last week. Um Mike Tyson has no money. Bullshit. I don't believe that article one bit. But to see No, I wouldn't buy the pay-per-view. You know why? Because these ex- exhibition fights with Jake Paul and nobody's like they either end up with him knocking the guy out or it le- ends up in a draw. Like, you want me to believe Floyd Mayweather? Well, Floyd Mayweather didn't face Jake Paul. He faced Logan Paul. And it ended up in a draw, which is total horseshit. To me, if I were Floyd Mayweather, like, I would have knocked his ass out in the first, like, two rounds. Um, and I think this fight would be the same thing. I'm a, I, I grew up on Mike Tyson. And, like... I my my uncle I remember would always buy his fights and I'd always we'd always go over there to watch him because he is like if you saw a Mike Tyson fight you were just blown away at like how big he was and his speed like he was a fast motherfucker and it's like you like I always felt bad for the guy on the other corner because I was like man that guy's got to think I'm gonna, I'm about to get murdered but like nowadays Mike Tyson. He would take $1 billion to face Jake Paul for a fight that would probably end up in a draw. I don't believe that shit. Um, Mike Tyson would lay his ass out within the first round. And, I, I mean, it would be amazing to see. I would buy it if that were the case. I would buy the replay at uh, pay-per-view if that actually happened. Um, but j- just to see it. Just to see it. Um, Mike Tyson should... 
would like I think would kill Jake Paul. Jake Paul thinks he's an amazing boxer because he faces all these nobodies, uh, that are like former basketball players, former UFC fighter. Like, uh, I think that guy took the money, that the the especially the UFC fighter. He should have laid out Jake Paul. Uh, but I think he just took the money and accepted the fact that he was gonna lose. I would say Jake Paul fights are pro wrestling, just in boxing form. All right, next article. Breaking, Voltron live-action movie in the works. And then Angel asks, would you watch this? No, because I don't think I ever really watched Voltron. I always heard about it. Uh, I just, was, was it a knockoff Transformers? It looked like Transformers meets the Power Rangers to me, but... I think I saw a robot chicken with Voltron, and yeah, yeah, it was, I don't remember, what was it, yeah, it was the one where he faces like an alien on the moon or something like that, it was pretty funny, very funny episode of Robot Chicken, but no, I would not watch the Voltron live action film, too much, that's what Hollywood's become, is just live action cartoons made into movies, Uh no, not my thing. Um, and then he sends me the th- the poster for Halo. Halo TV shows coming out on Paramount Plus, or Halo TV shows out on Paramount Plus is out now on Paramount Plus. Will you be watching? No, because it's another live action thing. Like, I I didn't even really get the Halo story. I just played Halo back in my late teens, early 20s, because it was fun to play with my friends. Like, the shit-talking, the... It was so much fun to play Halo with my friends. Uh, Always getting shit for, like, watching other people's screens, or... I remember my my friend Alex would host, like, these, like, all-night fucking Halo Wars at his house, and, like, (laughs) they would hate me. Because they knew how good I was at grenades. And yeah, I would glance at people's screens and I'd be like, okay, like he's over there. I'm going to throw my grenade like this way. I would throw it up in the air and it would land in their area and blow them up. And I remember them just getting so pissed off at me. So pissed off at me. It was hilarious. But no, I will not be watching the new Halo show. Uh, maybe if you can convince me that it's good, I'll check it out. But we'll, I'm going to go with no right now. All right, and then he sends me the YouTube clip, which I did watch earlier this week, of the Batman, the Arkham deleted scene. Um, and Angel follows up, watch this deleted scene, and it is Barry Kogan? Do, does he do a good job of Joker? Matt Reeves, who's the director of the Batmans, did it, uh, What? Oh, said that his spin on Joker is that the Joker is born with a deformity, which is why he has a permanent smile, and his skin is looking all messed up. Would you like to see this version of the Joker in the Batman film in the future? No, I didn't like it. I I saw that deleted scene, and it would have just made that movie drag out another five minutes. And I wasn't... Like, I was already complaining enough as it was with the... movie being like close to three hours that would have made that movie over the three hour mark and i would have lost my damn mind it's just them talking about the riddler 
and comparing Batman to the Riddler and comparing the Joker to the Riddler. I didn't like that guy's spin on it. Uh, it wasn't impressive. It looked like it was a wannabe Heath Ledger style Joker. I think if they really wanted people to jizz their pants on this movie, they should have had Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. That would have made it way more intriguing. Um, just for Joaquin Phoenix to do five minutes. And it would have, I think the comic book, uh, the comic book nerds would have lost their damn mind. Myself included. I'm not a comic book, uh, book nerd, but it, it just wasn't a good deleted scene. It was just them talking, Robert Pattinson trying to, or like Robert Pattinson looking annoyed the entire time that he's talking to the Joker. Um, but I guess it was the Joker at the end of the movie talking to the Riddler. I honestly thought it was Two-Face because how fucked up the face looked. Um, but no, I didn't like that guy's spin on the Joker. It was it was okay, but it just looked like a wannabe Heath Ledger. That's just my take on it. It just didn't look. I don't know. It didn't it wasn't uh, convincing enough for me. All right, and there's an article or something in 2017. Netflix tweeted, "Love is sharing a password," and now Netflix is cracking down on people who share their passwords. What do you think of that? I don't know if. If, is that true? I mean, I'm sure they can get the the demographic, not the demographics, like the geographical. No, I don't. I don't know how they would crack down on this. I'm sure they have their ways, but if Netflix, Netflix should be just be counting their blessings. They're a multi billion dollar company, and if people are sharing their passwords, like so be it. Who cares? Like. Yeah, if as long as they have their own profiles, it shouldn't matter. People are at least tuning in to watching whatever shit they're making or uh, old shit that they're going to put out. I don't know. Netflix, I, I have a hard time with Netflix. I, I don't watch it that often anymore. The only time I ever really want to watch it is when I want to watch stand-up and just like watch my favorites like Anthony Jesselnik, Tom Segura, you know, Burt Kreischer. I just, I don't know. I was actually kind of watching It Follows last night for a bit. Then I just turned it off. I like that movie, but I just was like, eh, okay, I've seen it before. I'm just going to turn this off. Um, but I don't think Netflix is going to crack down on password sharing. That's just my belief. They could surprise me, though. Then again, I, then, then they would be, I think they would screw themselves if that were the case. All right. It's the crossover no one saw coming. Pepsi and IHOP team up for maple syrup cola. Right, like, cause, does this sound good to you, Angel asks? No. Pepsi's good. It's not the best, but Pepsi's good. I do like a good Pepsi from time to time. But a maple syrup flavor? Come on. Does it need, does, does cola need any more sugar in it? They already have, like, corn syrup in the fucking thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Not my cup of tea, dude. Ugh. Diabetes in a can. Alright. Um, then he sends me this article. Oop. So sends me two things. A birth control, 99% effective in male mice headed for human trials. 
And then the, the article reads, a male birth control pill is set to go into human clinical trial, trials this year after showing tremendous effectiveness in male mice. The pill, which was developed by researchers from the University of Minnesota, reportedly works by targeting the user's RAR-A gene, I don't know, which reduces their ability to produce a vitam- the vitamin A levels of necessary fertility. According to the American Association for Advancements, advancement of science vitamin a plays an important role in cell growth differentiation including sperm formation and embryonic uh, development when testing the birth control on mice researchers found it effectively made them temporarily sterile with no side effects the mice then became fertile again within four to six weeks after they stopped receiving the pill and then then angel s is it is, is this about time you think a coworker said he is for sure doing this <laughs> well dude let me tell you something i don't know if i have said this on my podcast before i know i said it very briefly in my my comedy uh i'm pretty sure i'm a sterile guy like i have no <laughs> i'm no i'm not going to get de- i'm not going to give the details but let's just say i i shoot blanks okay <laughs> but I wouldn't, I would, uh, I feel like this would have an opposite effect on me. Like, if I were to take this pill, I would have a huge sperm count all of a sudden. Um, and that'd be horrible for me. Because <laughs> I don't want to, like, I don't want to have another kid. My kid is exhausting enough as it is. And I thought I wanted to, but no, I cannot do one more kid. I, I am so, so tired. Very, very tired. Um, but I think many guys will be signing up for this trial or not. They want to fucking guys don't want to fuck with a condom on. It's annoying. It's like, (laughs) you like that skin to skin contact. Okay. Um, so they're going to, of course guys are going to fuck. And if it means a no sperm count, like even better, they can fucking shoot a massive load in a girl and voila, no, no kid. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm actually kind of surprised it took this long to develop such a thing, but it's cool to see that they uh, they trialed this on animals. Even though people are against animal testing on anything, I think you know you have to make you have to make them the guinea pig for lack of a better term. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it's long overdue for a male birth control pill. I think had I been eighteen. And curious if I could have had kids back then, I would uh, I would probably sign up for a trial. All right, and then he sends me a link to the history of Ghost, which is a band. He goes, "What do you think of Ghost? Is it good or bad, or straight up bad?" I don't understand Ghost. Honestly, I always thought they were like hella metal. Like they make themselves. They present themselves as being a super metal band. Like the singer is like all gothed out. He's make got makeup, a mask, and like they seem like they do like fucking straight up like death metal. One time I gave them a go, and it's seriously bubblegum rock. I didn't like it. My friend Alicia loves it. I hated it. I was like, this sounds like fucking eighties rock, dude. Like it just did not sound good to me. It blew me away because I honestly, like I said, you look at the band and you're like, oh, there is just a straight up metal band. Like they, 
look like they play like the heaviest riffs, blast beats for days, and no, it's just like the four four and then like like I said, bubblegum rock. You you know what I'm talking about when I said bubblegum rock. At least I think you do. Sounds like hair metal, um, butt rock, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> it just it's not my cup of tea, but who knows? It, it could be like entry level metal for some people. Some people can't handle the rah rah rahs and the fucking crazy like tremolo picking, double basing, blast beats for days. Some people can't handle that. And it's okay. If you listen to Ghost, you're kind of metal. I'll give you that. But it's, I don't think they're that good. All right. And then he sends me a article. The male, the NFL has a no male only rule. Anyone is eligible as long as they are three years out of high school and have a usable football skill set. Cool. I mean, cool. I would be blown away if a female does make an NFL squad somewhere. Because seriously, that girl, if, if a girl fucking enters the NFL and thinks that they're going to have mercy on them, these, let me tell you something, NFL players will fucking kill you. They will drill you into the turf and make sure you're buried six feet under. <laughs> and you will be broken into pieces. Uh, it's as much as like, I know that there's a, there's a lingerie football league. My uncle is a huge fan. (laughs) He tells me about it all the time. And apparently these girls are pretty hardcore. Like they actually do real hits and they fucking like, they're just wearing thongs and and bras and shit. Sounds kind of hot, but you know, it's not my cup of tea again. Um, but if you put a girl in the NFL, she's going to get fucking murdered. Um, I I would love to see the day a female does join the NFL, though. Honestly, I I would I would root for them, but I would hope that they were just the punter. Honestly, because I I as much as I would root for them, like there's uh, there's gonna be guys out there that root that will root for their death, <laughs> and yeah, it and I think it would happen, unfortunately. So let's just be realistic, people. Let's just be realistic. If women want an, a football league, they should just make the WNFL and see if they bring in a crowd like the WNBA. I mean, the WNBA doesn't even bring in a crowd. They bring in a crowd of like five people in the arena and they want the same pay as males. Insane. All right. What's a TV show that you used to love but few people remember? Ooh. See, I feel like any show I bring up ever, people remember. Like, a bunch of people remember. Be like, Bobby's World. Bobby's World was an incredible kid show I grew up with. But people remember that. Uh, VR Troopers. I'll say VR Troopers was amazing because they were a Power Rangers knockoff. Uh, I don't know. Would people remember that? Uh, what's another one? Hmm... I'm trying to think. Maybe the Tiny Toons. That was good. You know, the Tiny Looney Toons. That's a tough one. I'm I'm just going to name off those shows. Angel, you tell me if you've heard of them. Um, What's something you were warned about as a child that you now feel was exaggerated? Um, 
Well, I don't know if this is exaggerated, but I remember, even to this day, though, I'm always warned about it. You know, Judgment Day. Um, and, but I remember, like, I, I know Judgment's going to come down upon us. Like, whether we die or whether, like, I just feel like it's going to happen. But I feel like it's, it, is, it is a tad bit exaggerated on when it's going to happen. Because everybody always assumes it's going to happen within the next, like, I remember Y2K happened. They were thinking, like, it was going to happen then. Then 2012 was going to happen. Didn't happen then. Then, you know, Donald Trump became president. It didn't happen then. Then, I don't know, like, people want to set out all these dates for when Judgment Day is going to happen. But I remember being, like, four, four or five, and hearing about all the prophecies from the Bible saying, like, this is going to happen. And, yeah, I have seen certain things happen that they've since talked about, or that, that they were talking about, and that have since happened. And it's, it, it's scary, but it seems like it's a slow burn. Um, not so instant like they were like leading, leading everybody to believe when they would talk about this stuff in like church. Even my dad would talk to me about this when I was like a little, little kid. And I'm like, seeing it now happening nowadays, I'm like, oh shit, like it is going to happen. It's scary. It just seems like the timing is exaggerated. Um, what do people think? What do people think is healthy, but actually isn't? I don't know. You're you're asking me about healthy. I'm the fattest dude I know. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. Like, um, I hear the keto diet's not that healthy, but you know, what do I know? I'm I'm an idiot, dude. <sighs> Next question. <laughs> um, the creator of the Game Boy was originally Nintendo's janitor. Ooh, that's a fun fact. It's crazy. But you always hear about those stories where it's like their least uh, valuable asset becomes their, like, VP of something. Like, this guy's now the VP of Game Boy. That's fucking cool. Game Boy was a staple growing up, man. Like, if you didn't have a Game Boy, you were a loser. You know, playing Tetris, playing... I even played Mortal Kombat on the Game Boy. I loved my Game Boy. My Game Boy was the shit. That was the 90s cell phone. Um, or the 90s iPhone back in the day. Ah, I miss the Game Boy. Simpler times, dude. Simpler times. All right. And I think this is the last article. Yes, it is. Before Angel hits me up for some advice. Ooh, boy. But the last article reads, Breaking. WWE WWE superstar Paul Triple H Levesque. I think that's how you say it. Is done with wrestling. And yes, I saw that on Thursday or Friday. Uh, I, he announced it on ESPN, which blew my mind because there were all these... I mean, over the years, I have grew up watching pro wrestling. They would always announce their retirement from the, the ring in the ring, like in front of a crowd on live television. But Triple H went to ESPN and talked with Stephen A. Smith, who I absolutely love. I love Stephen A. Smith. He is one of the funniest sports commentators ever. Um, but it was I was blown away when I heard about Triple H retiring from in-ring competition because I grew up watching the guy ever since he was like the Englishman, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, because that's where he got Triple H from, was Hunter Hearst Helmsley, the most like uh, sophisticated wrestler of all time. 
just and it was funny because he had his piss poor like English accent was it was the worst but he, I loved him because he was an ass kicker and he was a dirty player I I loved the bad guys in pro wrestling and if there was a one of the baddest motherfuckers on earth he was one of them like like he was one guy you did not mess with at all like or at least he led everybody to believe like he was one to not not to mess with and I mean. I guess behind closed doors he wasn't either because like he started banging the the boss's daughter, got married to her, had had kids with her, and now became like the higher like one of the biggest higher ups in the company. Um, but otherwise, other than that, like I loved Triple H. He was a bad motherfucker, like the sledgehammer, the sub- cerebral assassin, the king of kings. Like he had some classic matches, like. The shit he did with McFoley, the shit he did with The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mike Tyson, um, who else? He even did some shit with CM Punk, John Cena. He had some classic matches, and like, it's such a bummer because like, you're thinking like, wow, Hulk Hogan hasn't retired, Ric Flair kind of hasn't retired. Like, even though the guy's like ninety, he's still doing shit. Um, Oh yeah, he also had like great a great rival like Chris Jericho. And even his father-in-law Vince, he had great rivals with him on TV. It was hilarious some of the shit that they would do. But it's such a bummer like we're getting so old now or at least I am and I'm seeing all my heroes from when I was a little kid just kind of like just start falling off because they're not the who they used to be when they were like 20, 30 years younger. Um, but it's just absolutely insane. What a career though. Shout out to Triple H. I know he's not going to listen to this podcast. Maybe he will. That'd be awesome if he did. But I grew up watching his stuff. I was a huge fan of him back in the early nineties when he was the poor English, the fucking, not the poor Englishman. (laughs) He was the sophisticated Englishman, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And, um, all the way to the King of Kings, just an incredible career. Great, great wrestling matches. The shit he even the one that he did with Dana Bryan that was great. Oh my god, I remember WrestleMania thirty, that was classic. That was a classic match he had with Dana Bryan. Um, but yeah, what a career. Love Triple H. I I hope the I hope the best for him. And I know he's not worried anyways. Like he's he's pretty much in a billion dollar family with uh, the McMahons, and so his. His daughters are taken care of. His family's taken care of for at least five generations, I think. But, yeah. Good job, Triple H. You're the man. All right, and we are coming to the end here. And Angel shoots me a massive text that reads... Okay, this is going to take me a bit. I need some advice. I have a friend who I knew from high school, and he needed a job. And I helped him get a job where I work. He has two kids and a wife and has a brand new house. He was doing great at my work, and I gave him many opportunities because he was doing such a great job. And even my manager wanted him to as a lead someday. For the longest time, he would work under the table for a bar in my hometown for extra money. He got hurt at the bar by slipping on some ice and fell on his back. Oof, painful. When he went to work, he mentioned to coworkers that what what happened at the bar and his back has has been irritating him, but is okay. Um, he called in November of 2021 that he can't come to work because he got hurt at home. 
Then on December, he called, uh, he called in uh, that he couldn't come into work because he is at the doctor's because of his back. I know this because at work we keep a call-out log with dates and times and why they aren't coming into work. Anyways, he was out for like six months due to his back, and I was thinking he was getting workers' comp from the bar. Recently, he was making a report that he got hurt at my work in December and is trying to get workers' comp at my work. When I heard he was trying to get workers' comp, I got mad because he was trying to do a false claim in my eyes at the job I helped him get. I mentioned it to my manager that recently I had of a... Uh, I, met, um, I mentioned it to my manager that recently, or that... Oh, I don't know. Recently I have a friend who went to the bar three weeks ago, and... Oh, I think he was starting a new sentence. I mentioned it to my manager... I mentioned that to my manager. And then a new sentence. Recently... I have a friend uh, who went to the bar three weeks ago and saw him working at the bar, even though he was supposed to be hurt. I did talk to the workers' comp company. Uh, because they were doing an investigation, and I mentioned the days he called out and the, uh, the call-out log um, and said that my friend saw him at the bar working three weeks ago. Wait, because they were doing an investigation, and I mentioned the days he called out on the call log, and said my friend saw him at the bar working three weeks ago. Okay. The reason I said something is because I feel like it was a slap in my in the face for trying to get money from my work where I worked hard to get into the position I am now. And I helped him. And I helped him. And he does this. My question to you is, am I a rat for, or do you think I have the, do you think I have the right to do what I did? Because I feel like, I feel I didn't screw him. He did it to himself and others. Uh, co-workers already knew that he got hurt at the bar and is lying about the whole thing. What are your thoughts? All right. So that was drug out a little bit because my poor reading skills sometimes. Um, Angel, you did the right thing. Fuck that guy. I'm sorry. Like, dude, you have some questionable characters as friends. I'm, I'm well, I, <laughs> sorry. I sound like an asshole saying that. <laughs> we just had that one guy ask you for like 25 bucks, even though he hadn't talked to you in like 15 years. Um, but then this guy, like, yeah, fuck this guy. He's, he's an asshole for doing that. And yeah, it is kind of a slap in your face because you, you helped him get a job where you work at now, where you are, you're making good money and you're in a good position. And then, you, you know, you have friends that'll do backhanded shit like that. And like, I see why he, I do see why he would try to do that to his uh his legit job because it wouldn't work for an under the table job like if you're working under the table like if you get hurt like that's on you it's not going to be the job's fault in any way um but of course he was trying to do some sneaky shit and try to blame it on another job like yeah that is bullshit that he would do that so i will just say you did the right thing um, because, and there, and it's going to suck for him because now he's going to get screwed out of money. But the thing is like, he's, he's making you, he's kind of ma- not directly making you look bad, but he, yeah, he's indirectly making you look bad because you brought this guy in, you got him a job. He He's making money. He's, but like, I don't know, like it's stupid the way some people think that they can get away with this. Like, and now he could he could possibly be getting in uh some insurance fraud 
scam. Like, I don't, well, I don't know if it's a scam, but he could be getting in trouble for pulling off an insurance fraud scam. Uh, but I, I will say you shouldn't second guess yourself there. You did what you needed to do because you, you have legit, um, you have a legit paper trail on your hands too with the call out log and even people so much to flat out say like, Hey, I've still seen this guy be working and he's supposed to be hurt. Like it's bullshit. And you know, unfortunate for your friend. I hope, I hope the best for him. Yeah. A hurt back sucks, man. I, I have, I strain my back from time to time. I, I did it last week. It sucks, but it didn't happen on my job. It just happens. My old age. Um, but no, you did the, you did the right thing, dude. And, you know, maybe think about, <laughs> no, never mind, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> uh, you know what I was going to say, it's just, um, yeah, just some people can be questionable characters in your life. Even in my life, there are some questionable characters in my life, I will say it. But anyways, that was Angel's Corner, Angel Bond. Buenos, thank you so much. Love you, dude. I hope my advice helped you, even though I'm a dumbass myself. Um, so thank you, Angel. And again, people, help this guy out. He shoots me just all this random shit about Triple H, about Nintendos, and about, you know, football and male birth control pills. I, I, I love him for it. You guys can send me that shit if you wanted to. But just share the podcast. Maybe somebody else needs some advice. Um, but go, you know what? Yeah, just share this podcast. I need to get more listeners. I would love to spread the word of the Still, Still Waiting Podcast. And I need your help. So go to your socials, share it. And if you need to reach me, you know where my socials are. Twitter. I, what is it? Still Waiting underscore podcast. No, Still underscore podcast is Twitter. Still waiting underscore podcast is Instagram. Reach me there. And um, again, I will be trying to hit the stage this Friday. I, I'm going to hope I'm hoping the booker gets back to me sometime this week. But uh, keep an eye out on pnwcomedy.com. If it's there, go get tickets. They're free. And come see me do stand up comedy. Let's fucking hang out afterwards. Let's go get a drink. Whatever. Um, until then, though, uh, or until next week, I, yeah, you know what? No, I, fuck. I'm glad I'm losing my train of thought at the end of the show. <laughs> I'll just say this. Uh, but have a good week, guys. I will talk to you next week and take care. God bless you. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Still Waiting Podcast. Please do not forget to go like, share, and subscribe to the show. And go review it. Let me know how I'm doing. It means nothing to you, but means everything in the world to me. Um, But thank you guys. Take care.